Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, second hour of the show, we're going to be giving away a $100 gift card to Optimum Golf in the Park Hill or the Rhino neighborhoods. What's that good for? You can get one complimentary lesson for my guy Kyle or you can rent out a bay because they have great virtual golf there. And if you're a single, one hour, that's going to be what the gift card is worth. You could do that easily, 18 holes. It's some of the best virtual courses out there, real courses, but virtual for you. you play Pebble Beach, Torrey Pines, so many other places. Plus, when you go to Optimum Golf, you can host a private party. They also have leagues and tournaments. Keep your game sharp during this offseason and go to Optimum Golf. Fine-tune your game. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. And don't forget, giving away a $100 gift certificate in the second hour of the show. I'm not going to even ask you how the game was. How was the pregame meals, plural? Oh, awesome. All four of them. Yeah, they were, they were terrific. Absolutely sensational. And you had... You know, had I didn't have brisket. anything. No, I had brisket sandwich. I yeah. had smoked turkey. I had uh, some smoked sausage. Yeah. Uh, some beans, some corn bake. He's going through all the meals. Well, you the, told me going into the week, you told me going into the week that you were basically going on a vegetarian diet yep. in order to prep yourself for the meat-a-palooza that you were going to be having. Yes. It all worked out for you. It did. Okay. No refunding. No refunding, no meat sweats. Okay, good. I don't know what meat sweats are. Refunding, I'm guessing that means throwing up. Yes. Okay. Well, that, that's that was big. That's that, good that to big, know. That was very big. Right before dinner time, it's good to know. Is they say in the competitive food eating business, you did not have a reversal. That's yeah. That's the other term. Reversal. Time now for the lead. <laughs> the lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. You can say the Broncos had a reversal last night. Not really. As it were. They didn't, they didn't have a reversal. They just did what they always do. Well, I mean, basically, they threw up on themselves, basically. They three, did? For three I mean, hours. I mean, <laughs> you and I talked about it during the week. For the Broncos to win this game, they need to run the ball they and did. stay committed to the run. They needed to bottle up, which would be hard to do, Patrick Mahomes. They needed to bottle up Tyreek Hill. They needed to bottle up Travis Kelsey. They did all of those things and lost now, talking about throwing up on your shirt, it doesn't help to have that turnover on special teams. It doesn't help when Teddy Bridgewater, you know, one ball was picked because of a tip. The other one, I don't know what the hell he was doing on that. Honestly, the, the, the first one that you're talking about, the one, uh, the one where it was, he just threw it right, he threw it right to the defender. I mean, I don't know what he was seeing there. I mean, he, had, he, he was if he was trying to find Jerry Judy, it was way too short to get to him. Well, he's not finding anyone that makes a lot of money. He found the guys that don't make a lot of money. He he targeted Jerry Judy a lot. He targeted Javante Williams a lot. But the guys who just got paid, 
It's as if they were not even on the field. Now, in all fairness, you could make the case. Maybe they should have done a better job of getting open. But I think it's a fair question. George Payton just spent a lot of money on these guys. It's kind of like buying a couple of brand new high-performance cars, and they're sitting in the garage. Yeah, and part of it, of course, is because Teddy Bracewater, we know about his issues going deep. He doesn't have... He does. He doesn't have the cannon to hit all the, to hit all the throws. Right. At least not consistently. And with Cortland Sutton in particular, what's his game? It's it's deep balls. They did. There were a couple of shots to Cortland Sutton. One of them should have been picked. The thing. The the thing that we have learned in the last eight days, kind of once and for all, is they don't have a quarterback on this team who's good enough to be the guy long term. Won't disagree at all. Doesn't it, no, they don't have a quarterback on the roster. I said the team and the roster. The oh, same okay. Thing. I thought you meant just Bridgewater. No, on the team. That's, yeah, that includes, I agree. Because that's why I mean because we saw it from we've seen it from Drew Locke now twice, including eight right. days ago. They don't have anybody that you can that you can build around for the long term. DefCon one's the lowest. Is that right? DefCon is uh, that the worst or DefCon Def one is World War Three? Okay, are we at DefCon three with this question? And I'm being dead serious when I ask this, okay? Mm -hmm. This isn't hyperbole. I'm not trying to make sports talk radio. I know. But we are doing sports talk radio. No, but I'm not trying to be hot take guy. <laughs> I know you are not. There's, I there's, plenty of, there's plenty of those in the market. I understand the Broncos can still make the playoffs. Yeah. You and I have talked about the mandate for Vic Fangio. Make the playoffs or George Payton's going to go shopping for a new coaching staff. Is it better just for the Broncos not to make the playoffs and let's move on? Long term? Prob no. no. Prob probably. probably. Uh, well, of course it's long term. I, I know I get that too. I mean, short term, you want to make the playoffs. Okay? No, no, but then Fangio stays. But the poor, reason why I'm saying short term. Everybody no, stays. You, short term, you want to make the playoffs is because then it's a good. It's, it's, it, it snaps the streak of missing the playoffs. If it's used right, it can go a long way toward building. The culture you have to choose. But, you have to choose right now. Yeah. Do you want to go short term or long term? You want them to make the playoffs, knowing that if they don't, it's probably the end of the line for the majority of this coaching staff. I think I think they're better off missing the playoffs and moving on long term. You. you know what? I agree. And I was, you know what? I was having a conversation today with somebody about that very thing yeah. and how I the thing that I, I said and uh, the the person with whom I spoke, someone who's been around football a long time agreed with me john elway no um but i said this if they were to lose next week that you'd know that's it right you know and you could yeah you might win the last three games but or the last four games but you're probably not if you can't beat detroit you're probably not going four and oh against cincinnati in the afc west well fortunately if, they if, lost if fortunately come, they won yeah if detroit comes in and win even yeah. even though they've got the win in their back pocket good right. for them if detroit comes in and beats you at home and probably in front of a, a decent amount of empty seats oh yeah because you'll probably have after yeah. last night uh -huh. i expect a five-figure no-show total again just want, like we saw against you want them to win on Washington. sunday I think they may be at the point where it's better to take the medicine. Wow. 
long term. You're such a hater. I am a hater. <clears throat> yeah, and I think, I, but you know what? Didn't you know, ever, didn't everyone hate watching that last night? Watching that game where, to their credit, they actually put together a really good game plan to beat Kansas. So City. this isn't on coaching. I don't think this is on Pat Shermer. You can make a couple of cases where it's on Pat Shermer. For sure, but not in the big picture because the game plan. He stuck to it. Especially he stuck the, to running. He stuck to he stuck to it and was working. But the thing about that game plan is, it offers a very narrow path to victory and no margin for error. And when you have two interceptions, a fumble, and then you can't get everything set formationally on the biggest play of the game, fourth and two, and. You've got Javante Williams not knowing if it's a shotgun or under center in confusion, and nobody can get timeout, get, get a timeout called, and that's that, and you end up having a 20-play, 83-yard, 11-minute-plus driving game, no points from it. You basically you, you took the margin for error, and you just you, you evaporated it just like that. It wasn't talk, because of what they did. It's because of what you did. Let's talk about one thing about coaching. Special teams, something that has been a habitual problem, not just in the Tom McMahon era, but dating way back. That blunder with Caden Stearns, the guy's a rookie, I get it. The collision that caused the fumble. How much are you putting that on McMahon? Not a great deal. You know what? I'm glad you said that. I'm not putting a great deal on it either. In a vacuum, right? The one one play, it's where it's just where McMahon, where you can justify Cascade McMahon is how it's just the big picture. How it how every almost every week it's something, almost every week that one in a vacuum. That's an execution thing. That's not that's not on coaching. There isn't a there isn't a coach in football that is guiding their players to do that. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna rename, and this is going old school. So if you are over the age of 40, you might understand this reference. I'm not trying to get you out of the conversation, but this is an old school reference from the 1970s. The Broncos special teams should be renamed the Rosanna Rosanna Danis because if it's not one thing, it's another. It's always something with the Broncos special teams. And you and you like that so much, I can tell you're smiling. You will use that on the DNVR podcast. Probably not, because that's almost too old school. Because your guys who are, you know, were in diapers in the 1970s. I have to explain won't get it. I have to explain stuff from the nineties sometimes to people. But that's what the, they are. The seventies is just the, they're way the Rosanna. Gone. Danny, do you know who Rosanna Rosanna Dana was from Saturday Night Live? I've heard the reference before, but I can't recall ever uh, seeing the sketches. And her sketch was on Weekend Update, where if it's not one thing, it's another. But it's always something. So it's funny because my friend, your friend Chad Brown, he and I were communicating a little bit on Twitter, and I said, I'm not putting that on McMahon. And he said, yeah, it is on McMahon because there are certain things as a special teams coach that you need to coach. I'm sure he did coach this stuff. But at the end of the day, like a live radio show and stuff happens, in a live game, when things are going full speed, things happen. And sometimes, no matter how many times you are coached to do something, you just brain fart. And that's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah. I'm not putting that and, on Tom McMahon. And Kate, look, Caden Stearns has had a really good season for the snaps right. he's gotten on defense. Right. 
But you know what? He had he had a rookie moment. I mean, it hasn't been all smiles and sunshine for Pat Sertan either. Hey, listen, as good as he as he's been over the you know what? long haul. You know who had a great game yesterday, except for one play. One play, he he was bad. Javante Williams? No, I don't. I don't see that as on him on him anyway. You mean the fourth down? The- yeah, that wasn't on him. That was on Miners. He missed a block. Totally whiffed on a block. Totally missed his guy. I- if he blocks that guy. That's going to be a touchdown. But the one the, thing I want to know is where the confusion came from from Javante not knowing the formation. Like, what happened there? Well, from what I – listen, if, if I looked at the game tape correctly, they were all confused on that play. Which is why you should have called freaking timeout. And who's that and on? that's on the coach. There we go. That's on the coach. There we go. But that's and all, we'll talk more and, about but specifically, that later on that's on. But specifically, that's on Vic. When it comes down to it. But you know what's More on? More than Pat Shermer. Here's your tease, because we'll talk about it later on the show. You know what is on Pat Shermer? You're running the ball. It's third and two. You run it again. Coming up after the break, I think it is safe to say we have all seen enough of Teddy Bridgewater. Nice guy. He's limited. They need to move on. But with that, remember the Teddy Bridgewater made a business decision in the Eagles game? Oh, yeah. Did he make another business decision last night against Sorensen? We'll talk about that next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Yeah, get ready for what, another loss? Get, re- get, get well, ready for another game where you could possibly lose 13 in a row. Shouldn't it be Motown Week, though? Because you're playing the they're playing the Lions. Not just Motown Monday. It could be Motown Week. Danny, work with me here. I know that's, that's a lot. That's I, a lot of Motown. I, I know that's why you played this song, right? Absolutely. I'm so not surprised. Welcome back to the show. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. I've been telling you about Mighty Plumbing Heating and Air for a long time. Why? I worked with them. Actually, a couple times. Uh, they did a new HVAC system in my house, which I couldn't be any happier about. Got a great deal. And I had some plumbing issues, and they came over and took care of that right away. A buddy of mine worked with them. Brand new furnace. Great deal. You know what else he got? 10-year parts and labor warranty, whole home air duct cleaning, whole home humidifier, five-year complete maintenance, a smart thermostat, including installation, and he saved a ton of money as well and got the best product out there, with his, which is Rudd, and he also got a seven-day vacation voucher to one of 4,500 incredible destinations. If this sounds like something that could work for you, I don't know why it wouldn't. You need to go with Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Go to MightyPH.com. Time now for the buzz. 
The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have nearly 155 star reviews? No one has better service and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. All right, so I, I think it is safe to say, but we probably knew this already, that Teddy Bridgewater is not the right guy. I think we have known this for a while. I think we knew this in training camp. Here's the thing. Statistically, for him, he's having a very good season. But just because he's having a terrific season doesn't mean it's a really good season for an NFL quarterback who is going to lead you consistently to the playoffs. We've said he's average over right. and over. Right. Okay, Average means sometimes you're really good and sometimes you'd be bad and it comes out in the middle to be average. Can You can basically be, pardon the pun, a bridge, but it doesn't mean that you're the quarterback that a team is building around. I think we've, I think we've been consistent on saying that and knowing that. He might be back next year, but he's not back on a contract that says franchise quarterback. Right. Here's the thing. He's limited, and that's it. It's not meant to be a knock. He just is. Especially on a very windy night. Right. At Arrowhead, with the, at times the winds gusting to 30, 35 miles per hour. Now, let's put something into perspective. I mean, last week, people were putting on Twitter, hey, you know, Bridgewater has a higher completion percentage, and he has half as many interceptions. Patrick Mahomes is having the worst year of his career. Teddy, worst, worst passer rating in a single game he's ever had right. was last night. But he's having the worst season of his career by far. And Teddy Bridgewater is arguably having his best. And still, Patrick Mahomes is better. Maybe sometime we'll get into Patrick Mahomes. That guy, th- there's something wrong with him. And those sidearm passes, it was cute at the beginning when he was completing all of them. But that's a whole nother topic. Let's talk about what happened in the Eagles game, which to this day, I will die on this hill. He would have been absolutely run over by Melvin Gordon. I have no problems with him making, quote, unquote, a business decision. But again, he had a chance this time to make a legitimate tackle. No one was going to run him over. He had a good angle on Sorensen. Did he make a business decision? Well, I mean, the, the little shoulder shot instead of a full-on tackle. That was egregious what he did. To me, that is far worse than what happened in that Eagles game. It's not even close. At the end of the day... You were not born a quarterback. You were born a football player. Teddy Bridgewater, I'm guessing, has not played quarterback his entire life from the minute he picked up a football. You're a football player first. I'm guessing in Pop Warner, he probably played some defense and maybe played some offense. At the end of the day, you have to tackle. Or at least put your body out in front as an obstruction. That was the thing I said coming out of the the Eagle game. He would have been no, run over. No one is expecting no over. one is expecting you to make a form tackle. But the goal is to at least can you somehow get in the way. And what he did was he basically just pin he just kind of pinballed off him. Right. To me that was far more egregious than what happened in the Eagles game. A lot of people are going to say the Eagles game, "Oh my god, business. no, this was far worse. He had a legitimate chance to make a tackle. And by the way, he was not going to obstruct because Sorensen was ahead of him. He would have had to have run in front of him. He was behind him with the right angle to make a tackle. That, to me, is far more egregious than what happened in the Eagles game. You are not going to pinball Sorensen or anybody else. 
You have to try and tackle them. And he did. Or slow them up so someone else can, maybe there's someone else who can get him. No, no. He didn't slow him up. No, no. You, the goal is not to slow him up. The goal is to tackle him. The goal is not to slow him up. Because you slow him up, he's still going to get another 10 yards. You have to reach out your arms and tackle him. It's called tackle football. That was his mistake. That, to me, is unforgivable. So you think that's worse than... By far. Yeah, I disagree. Because in the... You, o- you and I aren't going to agree on that one. In the other game... Neither of them... Look, neither of them is good. No. But in, bo- but in both cases, he... At mi- the, the minimum you, you ex- are expected to do is at least do something to make it possible for someone else who is more physical to potentially make a play. Right. That's the, that's the minimum. And he didn't do that on either. Here, here's the thing, and I know that Teddy has thrown the ball deep more than a few times this year, but yesterday's game was a microcosm of his season and his career. Free play because the Chiefs had a penalty. He played it safe and dumped it off. You know, there were a couple of let, times. Let me, let me, no, let me finish. That Can wasn't I, all. That wasn't all. I, I know. I'm trying to finish my thought. Or you finish it for me. Well, I was referring to another play that jumped out to me. But there are a ahead. lot of plays. I was going to go through it, but you go through it. Well, I saw there were a couple of things I saw last night that you rarely see from quarterbacks. Looking off the safety to get to set up a shorter pass. Usually when you look off the safety, you're trying to set things something up downfield, right? He looked off the safety to set up a, a short little check down. He could see it with his eyes. Right. Making the tackle. Safe. Doing what he did on that play. Safe. Penalty on the Chiefs. Safe. This isn't baseball where you want to be safe. You play quarterback. You don't play safety. Sometimes you have to take some risks, and he is risk-averse. He just is. Aaron Rodgers takes a ton of risks. He's very fortunate with a strong arm, understands the game, and he's able to complete those plays. But he refuses to throw it into tight coverage, or at least he has a difficult time connecting. Yeah, I don't think he trusts himself. He's too frail. Um, I don't think he has enough strength to get the ball where it needs to go. He takes the safe play, especially when you're against the wind. Like that's something that is that quarterbacks who don't have the big arms all have in common is that on a night like that, you're not going to be able to throw a pass that really cuts through, especially when you're cuts through the wind, especially when you're going against it. And it's gonna it's gonna hang up, and it's, the accuracy is going to be affected, and that's and that was something that happened last night, and that's that's part of the that's part of the downside of having a quarterback who is not blessed with a cannon, at least by NFL standards. I mean, he throws a a faster pass than almost than most human beings on the planet Earth, but by NFL standards, it's not. Listen, I you know you know what the Broncos' quarterback situation is. The Broncos quarterback situation is exactly the movie Tin Cup. Exactly the movie Tin Cup. Kevin Costner's character, Tin Cup, that's Drew Locke. The other character, nice par, David. That's Teddy Bridgewater. You got to have a combination of the two. That's who they are. Use that on the DNVR podcast because at least those guys will know that movie but that's who the broncos quarterbacks are 
Drew Locke will hit 13 balls into the water. Nice par, David. Didn't Sims finish higher than Tin Cup in the U.S. Open? He did. Nice neither par. One of them, neither one of them won. Nice. But you know what? Teddy Bridgewater wins more than Drew Locke. So, yes. Yeah, so that, that's the thing. There you go. Yeah. Nice par, David. Well, you, well, you need to find Peter Jacobson, then, who actually did win the Open. Maybe we will. Although it was a more matter of that Jacobson was just there to take advantage of the fact that Tin Cup decided to decided to keep trying to get to the green in two. And and David Sims laid needing a birdie to needing a birdie to make the playoff laid up. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know what's interesting? Nice was, par, David. I was thinking about the the free play and just taking the short pass. Remember last week when Drew Locke got picked off mm-hmm. and there was a penalty in there mm-hmm. and Locke is signaling as though the penalty is on the Chiefs or the Chargers, pardon me. Right. He thought he had a free play. It turned out he didn't. Right. But again, I mean, neither one of them is the answer. No. It couldn't be more clear. That being said, I think there's still a better chance at this moment today of Bridgewater being on the roster next year than Drew Locke. Drew Locke will not be on the roster next yeah. year. I, I, I would bet on it. Yeah. If you gave me $1,000 to bet and I could put it in savings or I could bet it all on Drew Locke not being on the roster, I would go all in and put it all on Locke not being on the roster. Probably a trade for a late day three pick. If that Somebody will take a chance. But Bridgewater might be on. But if Bridgewater re-signs... It's only because that's the of a tell. draft pick. That's the tell. Like if, we, if we are talking about Bridgewater re-signing with the team in early March, that is the tell that quarterback will be, if not their first pick, will be a first-round pick that's a result of trading their two second-rounders back into round one. They will not leave round one without a quarterback. I, 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 know, that I know that we need to hit a break. I know that we need to hit a break. I'm going to say you're about 95% right on that. Because I, can I tell you the, the caveat to that? So free agency is going to come. And they're going to have to make a decision about Bridgewater and whether or not to give him a contract, right? I understand yes. that. But if they want to make a trade with Seattle, or they, may, they want to make a trade with Green Bay, you can't hurry up those two franchises and say, we need to make a decision on Bridgewater or we're out. They might. Let's say the Seahawks or the Packers say we want to make a trade closer to the draft. You still have to sign Bridgewater, and then you might have to trade him. That's the only caveat, because you're going on somebody else's schedule. These aren't free agent quarterbacks, you're, right? You're going to have to trade him though, then, because otherwise, the, no, no, and then the, they the, will. The cap economics won't fit, and then they will wind up trading him. But they have to find a way to get him on a deal that is so friendly that it is tradable, or you know what they might do? They might do what the Panthers did. They'll sign them to a deal and then eat roughly 80% of it. They might have to do that. How unbelievable would that be? Coming up after the break, a Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question. Well, Broncos are 5-11 and 11 this year. Let's say they go 8-9 or 9-8. and eight. Would this be a successful season? Seriously? Good season? Or they miss the playoffs? Ah, they suck. That's next.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Got something to say, Mason? Yeah, you know what? Sometimes we kind of talk about how segments need to be kind of snappy. Uh-huh. One in particular that uh, that we're going to get to here. Yeah. And when I'm editing the clip and trying to get it down to two minutes, mm-hmm. the person who's usually pushing us over is you. You know why? <laughs> There's a reason why. Because I always let you start. You go about a minute 50. No, I and then that is actually, give me 10 seconds. That is actually not true. And I know this sure, because I do you this. You know this because. What? I know this because I'm editing these clips every week. Okay. <laughs> You're sure about that? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> I, I will I will t- I will take your word for it. Okay? All right. Anyway, well, welcome that, back. That's why you're like you're like telling me two minutes. I'm like, I know it's two minutes. Do you know it's two minutes? Welcome back, <laughs> afternoon drive. Goodman Mason, watch us. Smileysports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for what's trending. What's trending? Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. All right, every Monday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to our friends Ty Calcane and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Okay, right now, the Broncos are sitting with a 6-6 six and six record. They have, I don't know, four more games, five more games to play. Let's say they finish 8 or 9 or 9 and 8. Would this be considered a good season, considering they were five and eleven last year? Not particularly. You improved, but you know part of the narrative is going to be you improved partially because you started off three and zero, playing the little sisters of the poor to open the season when you opened with the Giants, Jaguars, and Jets. So you got that good start that you were able to that you eventually squandered. I don't think it's going to be perceived as a as a good season. Eight, I, nine or nine and eight. I think it it should be con, be considered an improved season. Yes. Okay. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's not as if the Giants' only win was against. So it's not as if the Giants didn't win any games. Right, and all of them did. The Jaguars beat the Bills. There we go. So why should the Broncos be penalized for that? You're penalized if you over if you have a fast start and you fade, because then you can make the argument that. Oh, they they played. Were they playing their best ball down the stretch? Were they playing the ball best ball at the end? It doesn't seem that way. If they win nine games, they will have won. They will three have of their last three five. And two. Yeah, and and what's interesting is if they continue on the pattern that they have had since the Cowboy game, it's been good one week, bad the next. Good one week, bad the next. If they continue on that pattern, nine and eight is exactly where they'll be, because okay. that means they'll be terrific against Detroit. We're going to do two questions. We're at a minute 35 right now. Okay. So this has to be a quick yes or no. Don't give me two seconds to answer. If the Broncos finish eight or nine or nine or eight, okay, if you know that going in, would you just rather them lose out for a higher draft pick? Yeah, because they'll miss the playoffs at nine and eight. I couldn't agree more. Can you believe it? We got it under two minutes. Two questions and impressive. Unbelievable. Guys, what do you think? Yeah, I, I hate to be that guy. And listen, guys in the locker room, they want to win games. I know that you want to. You can't tell them not to try. Well, they're going to try. Make no mistake. Because they're playing for their own livelihoods. They are. Hello. You play to win the game. But let's face it. Okay, that sounds nice and it's true. But at the end of the day, there are more than a few players in that locker room 
who at one point of the season have checked out. Not all of them, some of them. By the way, I'll give you a guy who, honestly, for the money that he was just paid, mm-hmm. why in the hell did Cortland Sutton slow up on that deep ball? Can you explain that to me? I can't. Seriously. He, we know he made a business decision on, inter- on the interception against the Raiders yeah. earlier in the year. Right. But they gave him a contract. I love Cortland Sutton. Yes. Why do you slow up? By the way, you know it was the most shocking part of the entire game? By far. If you had to pick one of the most shocking parts of the game yesterday, what would it be? But you can only pick one. Only one? Only one. Is it defensive or offensive that you have in mind? It doesn't matter what I have in mind. Mm. I'm asking you what you think. I mean, the problem is a lot of what I saw yesterday didn't shock me. I'll give you a hint. You put it on Twitter yesterday. I like that. But you put a lot of things on Twitter. Exactly. It was I a, know. It was a wild night. I know. So what is it? Danny, would you like to start us off while yes. Andrew thinks? I need some thinking music like uh, syncopated. Jeopardy. Or um, the syncopated clock by Percy Faith. I don't know what the most shocking thing for me was. Because I, I think Mace, I think Mace was, he kind of had my frame of mind as well. Like, not a lot did surprise me. There's one, I, I there's, was there's kinda, one thing that was surprising. I was kind of surprised, honestly, that Pat Shermer stuck with the run like he did. Okay. But that was a pleasant surprise. That was a pleasant surprise. Mace, you've had plenty of time. Are you really going through your tweets? No. Okay. Not. What do you got? You're up. We got to hit a break. Most well, shocking thing last night. Yeah. Jeez, you're, you, you're, you're like the girlfriend that takes three hours to get dressed to go to a wedding. Just Sertan not hitting Mahomes I didn't, uh, that, on his run to the end zone was also a surprise. And we will talk about that's, that later on in the show. But that's not the most shocking thing. I didn't even mention that during the game. That didn't, I, I didn't see that. Hey, stop stalling. Just pick something. I, I can't pick one. They're like Fine, five I, I'll, I'll pick for both of us because you'll agree with yeah. me. And then we're going to break. I want to know what you think because... You, you I, do? You, that's a first? Well, no, oh, stop it. The reason why <laughs> I want... Because... I feel like when you ask a question like that, it's leading, and you're setting me up for something. And so I'm not setting you up for that's anything. That's why I want to know what you think. Okay. Okay, counselor? Okay, you don't get to respond to this. We're going straight to break after I say it. Ready? Tim Patrick dropped a pass. That was stunning to me because he hasn't dropped a pass in forever. And you know what? I'm wondering... His head's always in the game. He's a gamer. I get it. But I'm wondering with the way the game was going on and the way Bridgewater was playing and the way the offense was playing, I'm wondering if his head was totally into that play. It wasn't a great pass, but, nope. it, was, but it was catchable. It for, was. for Tim Patrick, it's catchable. Yes, it was. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? By the way, you did put that on Twitter. Yesterday. I did. I did. Yeah. I know you did. But again, I put it I, I don't. I don't block you during the games, but during the week I do. Coming up on Just In Case You Missed It, the Avalanche and the Nuggets each continuing their road trips back east. We'll preview both of those games and talk about a win for the Nuggets over the weekend at the Mecca. That's on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. 
You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. One quick question, Danny. You don't want to produce on the air. Are we anywhere, and just in case you missed it in this segment or the final segment, talking about the final college football playoff rankings? Uh, we most certainly can. I think we I I was thinking about maybe saving that for when it gets a little closer because we have a ways a ways to go before they play those games. But okay. we can talk about it today if you'd like. Sure, that'd be great because it was released yesterday. That's why. Yes, that's why. Okay, time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Colorado Avalanche taking on the Philadelphia Flyers in the city of brotherly love around 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time puck drop for that one. The Flyers fired their head coach today after eight straight losses. How does this impact the game as the Avs play the second-to-last game on their five-game road trip? I think teams tend to rally when they lose someone who is important to the organization. Maybe... All I know, the Flyers players didn't even like their head coach. Maybe they'll play well because they hated the guy and they're glad he's gone. Or maybe they wanted him to stay and they're going to play hard for him. We saw that with Von Miller, right? Mm-hmm. We saw that with Von Miller. They won their next game. We saw that with Nathan McKinnon. When he went out, the Avs won their next game. When Jokic went out, Nuggets won their next game. So it would not surprise me at all with the Avs goaltending issues right now if the Flyers win. It wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, the, the Flyers went deep. It wasn't just Alan Vigneault that got fired, but Michelle Therrien, his assistant, got sacked today as well. So right. they're they're mashing they're mashing the reset button. I, I saw a bit of the Flyers game on Sunday because they played Tampa Bay, and I watched most Lightning games. And you could kind of it was seven to one. The Lightning's obviously an excellent team, but it was ju- it was just a, a brow beating. So it's the second of a back to back. Ordinarily, I'd say the Flyers would be in trouble, but again, I think this will galvanize them a little bit. So yep. the Avs, Avs have just got to be—they got to be on guard to get the best shot from Philadelphia tonight. But they should win. Just in case you missed it, Denver Nuggets got the win at Madison Square Garden on Saturday morning, a one thirteen to ninety nine. So they held another team under one hundred tonight. They're taking on the Chicago Bulls, six p.m. Mountain Time. And in Saturday's win, Jokic had 32, 11, and 5 in just 27 minutes. But the main force in the game at his side, Zeke Naji, who had the most minutes for the Nuggets at 34, the best plus minus at plus 22, and he was 5 of 9 from three-point range off the bench, scoring a total of 21 points. Who does Michael Malone need a special night from tonight? in order for the Nuggets and Nikola Jokic to beat the Bulls. I mean, it would help if, if Najee could do that again. I mean, that's that's the sort of moment that you've, you've been kind of waiting for from him. And uh, if this is if the Nuggets are going to bridge the gap between now and when somehow they're close to fully healthy as a team, 
they're going to need guys like Najee to to step up. Up until last night, the, he, the only time he had played more than 19 minutes in a game was that game against Indiana when they had to play without Jokic because he was suspended, and he played about 20 and a half minutes. So I, th- I think he, he, it's a sim- simple answer, but I think Najee is the guy that uh, needs to continue stepping up and have has another game like that. I'll go with you on that. I'll be more than happy to go with you on that. You don't want to chime in for another guy? Yeah, I'll go with Will Barton. He needs to be the <laughs> Your guy, Will Barton. <laughs> well, he needs to score. He needs to score. The Bulls are a good team. They are. Bulls are a really good team. Better than the Knicks. The, the Knicks yeah. are kind of like the Nuggets. They're injured and they're scuffling around 500. This is, this is a step up in class. You're not going to believe this is about to come out of my mouth. The Chicago Bulls are now my second favorite team. I'm, I'm dead and I'm not a fan. And you'd say, well, of course they are, because you're from Chicago. No. Arturis Karnasovas. That's why. I want to see the Bulls do well because of him, not because I grew up there. Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen are long gone. Bulls are second place in the Eastern Conference right now, and it's worth noting they will be without DeMar DeRozan and uh, a few other players tonight for health and safety protocols and injuries. But the Nuggets have their share of issues there as well. Just in case you missed it, we'll get into those rankings in the second hour, Eric, if that's all right with you. No, I wanted we have to, to talk about it immediately. Well, I had another college no, topic that I thought might be worth talking about. CSU football? It has something to do with CSU football. So there's been lots uh, of news from the college football coaching carousel. We had previously mentioned on the show last week, Lincoln Riley to USC and Brian Kelly to LSU. And since then, Colorado State has found their new head coach, snagging Jay Norville from Nevada. Oklahoma has hired Brent Venables of Clemson. Miami brought in Mario Cristobal from Oregon. And Notre Dame elevated defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman there have been some other hires as well does anything stand out to you from the college coaching carousel as a favorite hire or a move that uh maybe is one that you don't think is a great fit let me start this off because we need to talk about csu for the final two minutes for sure i love the oklahoma hire for this reason i'm a k-state guy and bill snyder's coaching tree just continues to grow longer and deeper and higher brent venables I covered him when he was a player at K-State. Bob Stoops, I believe, was his defensive coordinator. The Bill Snyder coaching tree just continues. Love Bill Snyder, love K-State football, and I love to see K-State guys do well. As for Colorado State, I don't know if it's a great hire. I don't watch a lot of Nevada football, but I will tell you this, their offenses are terrific. And in a stadium that is always empty, at the very least, if you're going to lose, be entertaining. I like, and I hate to say this publicly, I like that it is a minority hire. Welcome to the 21st century Colorado State. Well, you kind of, it's exciting. And ding, 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 Norvell gets the most out of his quarterbacks. And yes. he's, he's succeeded pretty much everywhere he's been in terms of being an assistant. And now, of course, at Nevada for five years, you know, Carson Strong were... We're having conversations about him as a draft prospect quarterback in part because of the tutelage and development that he's gotten from Jay Norvell, who, by the way, kind of one of the things that has helped Carson Strong in having Norvell is that Norvell has been in the NFL before. He was actually on the Colts staffs the first four years as receivers coach. The first four years, Peyton Manning was their quarterback. And so this is a guy he's got. He's got the right pedigree for the job. And 
if you're going to be exciting and if you want to make yourself a new program that is a debt that quarterbacks gravitate toward because they know they'll have a shot at the NFL, Norvell is a perfect fit. What do you want to bet that sometime next year Peyton Manning is going to be up in Fort Collins giving a speech? Oh, oh my goodness. I would bet. I, you know how you said you'd bet a lot of money that Drew Locke isn't on the team? Yep. I'd bet a lot of money at some point Peyton Manning walks in and gives a speech to the CSU rapper. Does he wear a CSU hat? I don't see why not. Well, he's, he's a Tennessee Vol through and through. He is, but where's the conflict right now? They're not playing Tennessee. All right, I'm just asking. I, th- I think if Peyton goes up there and gives a speech, he'll have a little bit of Rams swag on, yes. I think he would, too. All right, good for Colorado State. Yeah. Excellent hire. Great firing. They could not. I mean, they couldn't have, have nailed this anymore, I think. Yeah. And it also, it's a reminder that even in the Mountain West hierarchy, there are some programs that are bigger budget than others. CSU has a much bigger football budget than Nevada does. That's how they were able to get Jane. By the way, when's the last time a coach in one conference went to another team in the same conference? Mm. It's been a while. If ever. As a head coach? Yeah. Like being poached? Yeah. Remember Dan Mullen went from Mississippi State to Florida. Oh, there you go. It's happened It's happened in the SEC, I think, a few times. Yeah. So there you well, go. Well, it's very incestuous down in the South. And actually, a in, lot uh, of levels. In, in basketball, no, in, in college basketball, Chris Beard went from Texas Tech to Texas. After taking Texas Tech to the national championship yeah. game. So, yeah. Again in the South. Is Texas really the South, though? My brother's my cousin. All Don't right. say that to someone from Texas. Yeah, Texas is not the South. Texas is its own country. its own entity. It is. Yeah don't, yeah, don't tell Texas or Texans that they're in the South. If you want to secede from the Union, knock yourself out. That's what I say. <laughs> go for it. It's big go, enough. Go for it. Seriously, go for it. All right, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them, not to mention you're going to get great pricing. You're going to get outstanding customer service. They can help you upfit your entire kitchen. Yeah, not just buying one appliance. Or if you just need one appliance, they're going to help you get the right price, and they're going to get you what you want. Go to Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, offensive problems all season, especially on display last night, specifically last night. How much of the problems have to do with Pat Shermer, Teddy Bridgewater, or the wide receivers? Javante Williams, he's not part of the problem. But we will talk about Javante Williams. And you know what? I said to you he should get the majority of the carries last week. You said, no, 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 no. We got to go 50-50. I want to see 50-50. We'll see if you change your mind, Mace. That's well, when No, it's a tease. It's a tease. Don't talk. It's a tease. Hey.